Welcome to Enlightenedhood, a sacred space for mothers, mothers to be, and mothers by proxy to share how mindfulness and spirituality intertwine with one of life's biggest responsibilities, motherhood. Each week, we will gather nuggets of inspiration, empowerment, and wisdom from wild and woke mamas who are tapped into their highest selves and raising the next generation along with the consciousness of this planet. I'm your host, Lena Lemos, founder of Enlightenedhood, a community of mindful and spiritual mamas committed to personal growth and divine sisterhood through our one-of-a-kind inner work membership and spiritual magazine. Welcome. I am so grateful that you're here. Hello, you mindful mamas. There have been some crazy healing and shifts happening over here. And I made an Instagram TV video talking about this yesterday, but I thought it was important to also say it here for anyone who needs to hear it. So I think many of us have had this time in quarantine or lockdown or social distancing, whatever you want to call it, that has brought up a lot of stuff. Because we are not having as many distractions as we usually do. We're not as busy as we usually are going here and there. And there's a lot of stuff coming to the surface, I think, when we're alone with ourselves. And I think that's a lot of stuff that our soul and our body is asking to be healed. And I think when we go into a spiritual path, we start to learn more about ourselves, who we truly are innately at our core, who we are in the expansiveness of our being. It's kind of this dopamine rush that we want to know all the things right now, every facet of our soul, and we want to expand and go higher and increase our connection and our intuition. But In order to do that, we kind of have to clear the space and make room for all that new energy to be in our system and to be able to carry that new frequency. So I think it's easy for us to have that call to expand and think that it's going to come from either outside validation or a mentor who's going to help us get there. And not to say that having a mentor isn't going to help us heal. They can guide us in the right direction, but that work, that nitty gritty work, that healing, that release, that looking in the mirror and facing them and letting go, that all comes from us. So if your body is calling you to heal something, If your soul is calling you to heal something, they are not lying to you. And listen, it's not going to be pretty. It's going to be messy and gross, and there'll probably be lots of tears involved. But it is a necessary part of our growth and our expansion and facing those shadows and those fears, which we're actually talking about on today's podcast, is such an important part of our journey and our growth. So trust that you have everything you need to self-heal and to go inward and connect with yourself because really all it takes is listening. Follow the rabbit holes that your soul sends you on and you will find the answers, I promise. 
I think when I'm done processing what happened to me this past weekend, I will be ready to share. But until then, this is what I have to say to you. You can have profound spiritual experiences as a mom at home in your pajamas intertwined with the chaos of motherhood. You do not need to be in some Zen spiritual space. All you need to do is be and listen. Okay, that's my reminder for you today. But now on to today's episode, I am talking to a soul sister from across the globe again and fellow mom entrepreneur and one of the sweetest souls you'll know, Gathri Persami. I am so sorry if I am mispronouncing that. I am always just so heartbroken if I pronounce someone's name wrong, especially when they're just so beautiful but she is a mom entrepreneur and a sustainability activist. She is the founder of Baby Peppers, a social enterprise specializing in artisan bohemian textiles for children. So we are talking today about the history of Baby Peppers, why it is such an important brand that serves with intention. And then we are talking about mindset and how to feel the fears and move through them and do them anyway and have the courage to do so. So without further ado, here's Guthrie. So from what I know about you, you wanted, you had a very different perspective on life before you became a mother and wanted to climb the corporate ladder. So what happened with that shift when you became a mom to focus more on mindfulness and intentionality? Yeah. So before becoming a mother, I was so engrossed in corporate life. You know, I craved that life and I was so determined to, you know, like as you said, climb the corporate ranks, but everything shifted for me once I became a mom. I guess I realized I was no longer It wasn't just about me. I had to care for and raise this little human and that meant the world to me. Like it was no longer just about me or what I wanted to do in life, but I had this new person in my life who was completely and utterly dependent on me. Mm. And because of that, I just knew that I had to become stronger in protecting my mindset and energy so that I could really preserve and hold the space um, for myself to be really present with the bug. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, um, Yeah, so I guess that sort of shifted my perspective when I realized that, you know, hang on, you've actually got this new person that you need to actually deal with. Mm -hmm. Um, And then that totally shifted my focus and it wasn't just about me. So I had to make decisions for me and the baby. And um, yeah, so I guess that's where I was coming from when, when I said that, you know, everything in me shifted when I became a mom. Yeah, what did that transition from being so focused on your career to being more mindful, what did you start to change or implement into your life? I decided that climbing the corporate ranks was no longer uh, a need in my life. It was something that, you know, that I I was just holding on to as part of uh, a mental conditioning before I became Mm -hmm. a mom. And, but I guess what really shifted was the fact that I really needed to be present for the bob. So which meant that meant time and financial freedom. Mm. So I needed to create that time to be really there for the bub. At what point did you notice that, I mean, you talked about financial freedom and time. So at what point did Baby Peppers come in to, to your story? I think that came into my story when I realized that there was a gap in the market. So I was shopping for my son and I was shopping in generic stores like Kmart and Target. 
Mm-hmm. And I was, um, you know, I just wanted to get some good quality bedding and some really nice blankets, but it was really hard to find anything that was of good quality. Um, like there were some really cheap ones and the expensive ones actually looked of pretty poor quality as well. Mm-hmm. And so what happened was, so I bought some of the cheap ones and, um, you know, within just a couple of washes, they just became really scratchy for a newborn skin. Mm-hmm. And I was really frustrated at this because I just thought to myself, like, there must be something which is affordable and at the same time of good quality, um, you know, for moms out there. But, you know, it, it didn't seem like that was the case. And, um, yeah, and then I started doing some research and I came across some amazing fair trade workshops in Jaipur in India who were actually doing the very thing that I was after. So they were actually doing sustainable bedding textiles, sustainable blankets, um, you know, made with some of the best, highest grade cotton. Um, some of the textiles were actually dyed with natural vegetable dyes, which was just amazing. So everything about the practice was really sustainable. And I realized that, you know, this is, this is really huge. Like, you know, there's this platform in India that is doing all this, but they're not really heard of much in the world. Mm-hmm. So I thought, you know, I had to bring them, you know, I had to showcase them on the global platform. And at the same time, I thought I could fill the gap in the market because if I was feeling this frustration, then there would be other moms who would also be feeling the same kind of frustration as me, you know, where they might be looking for sustainable textiles, but they just can't find anything for their bubs. And that's when I decided to partner with these um, workshops and realized that, you know, I could actually fill the gap and, and um, yeah, and start this business. That's when Baby Peppers, I guess, was born. It was born out of a personal need and frustration. Yeah. I I always love when businesses are born just supporting what we need and what we lack and what we don't have. Was there any resistance when you jumped into kind of, I mean, it's kind of a big endeavor to take on. (laughs) What was that like stepping into that space? I think as a mother, it was an incredible experience for me to just wake up one day and realize like, Hey, I'm an, I'm a mom now. And all that, you know, all the things that mattered before I became a mom, mom just sort of just melted away. And I think owning that power gave me the mental clarity to really think about and visualize my future. Mm. Um, and that's when I realized that, you know, this business was going to give me that future, that time and financial freedom that I really craved now, now that I have, you know, like, I, I felt that with my first son, but now with my third child that, you know, that need has just intensified and, you know, just made, made it a lot more solid, um, I guess for a better word. And, um, yeah, so I think owning that space or stepping into that space was it, like, it was very challenging and obviously it was very scary, um, to be just, you know, doing a business and, and you know, just becoming an entrepreneur. But, um, because I had that mental vision, of how my future should be that gave me permission to step in and just start the business anyway. Mm-hmm. What yeah. was it like, how did it change you and the way you viewed yourself and the power that you had to create something that was purely from an intention and a, and a need? In terms of how it changed myself would be that I started working on my mindset because obviously business is really tough. And one of the biggest challenges that I had was the reach and the exposure for the business. It was very hard getting clients or, you know, getting people to actually view my products or understand my concept. Mm. And that really made me work on my mindset, you know, and I started like, you know, listening to a lot of motivational talks. 
um, you know, starting to read a lot of books. And um, I just wanted, and, and I just sort of realized that all you need to do is just keep having those positive thoughts and, you know, don't worry about things that don't serve you. You know, just keep having thoughts um, that serve you and, you know, and that helps you step into your highest version, I think, you know, to, to really continue on with the business. And I'm not sure whether you've heard of the TFAR concept, mm-hmm. but T-F-A-R, so I sort of um, started working on that concept a lot. So, you know, basically thoughts become feelings, feelings become actions and actions become results. So that sort of, you know, encompassed everything for me. So business life is going to be incredibly hard. But at the same time, you know, if I keep um, taking consistent efforts, if I keep being positive with my thoughts, then my feelings and my emotions will change and my actions will also be a lot more intentional and will help me achieve my goals. Mm. Yeah, I it's so hard as an entrepreneur in this day and age and where everything yeah. in your business has to be visible and online and um I I like well, I don't like I completely resonate and feel for when you say that like people didn't understand the concept at first because yeah. that's definitely something I've struggled with and it's so hard when you can see the vision and you can see the need and it's helping and empowering your life so much, but relaying that to others is such a hard thing sometimes. Absolutely. That's right. Yes. What was it like going back to your roots and connecting with this amazing business in India to help fuel your own business? I think it was absolutely amazing reconnecting with my roots and also reconnecting to art forms that really forgotten in today's world. Mm. Um, block printing is the oldest form of, of fabric printing, which was first started around 3,000 years ago. But there are still families practicing this art today, and it feels incredible to be able to give them a platform to keep doing their crafts in a dignified manner, to keep being able to earn a healthy income from that as well. So it was just amazing to reconnect to those to that part of my heritage and, um, you know, and just bring that more towards a global platform and just help them, you know, give them a, a stage, um, I guess, you know, to, to really showcase what they were doing and how they were doing it as well. Has reconnecting to your heritage at all, has it changed the way like you carry yourself or feel about yourself or the, the way you identify as who you are? I guess it hasn't changed the way that I think about myself or in terms of my identity, but what it has really made me do is be really curious and be really, you know, like I, like you start to question everything. Like that's Mm. what, yeah. Like, you know, I feel like, um, yeah, like, I mean, this whole concept of block printing, like I wanted to investigate further, like even as a child, I didn't know much about it. You know, I wasn't exposed much to it. But now I feel like, you know, as I'm going back to my roots, it's all about getting more curious, investigate more about the history of certain things. And I guess I guess what it has really done is help me change my perspective on, on how I sell my products. Mm. So I don't feel like I'm selling a product. I feel like I'm selling an experience. I am selling a lifestyle. I am selling, you know, a vision or a heritage. I feel like I'm selling a concept rather than actually, you know, just a tangible product. You know, I have all these incredible stories behind the product. You know, each product is made with so much of love and intention. There is so much of energy and thought that has gone into the product. You know, people spend a lot of time laboring 
over these products. I mean, yes, you know, we they do work in excellent conditions. They've got they've got really good wages and things like that, being fair trade certified. But at the same time, they do work long hours um, to you know to really craft. Like block printing is is not easy. Like you know, it 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 can't be done sitting down. It has to be done standing up. Mm. So and that's why block printing is usually reserved for the men. You know and and. Um, yeah, so the the men actually sort of stand and and do this work for like you know seven to eight hours. I mean, obviously they get breaks and things like that, but um, yeah, but the women will be doing all the sewing and things like that. So you know they're done in families, and um, there is so much of intention behind each of the products. So in that sense, it has really made me shift uh, on how I sell my product. I'm not just selling mm. a product, but I'm selling more of an experience. Yeah, with block printing. So this is what I'm imagining. <laughs> is it is does there have to be car like what how what is the block that they are printing on? Does the design have to be carved into a block that then is dipped in ink and then transferred to fabric, or how does that work? Absolutely, you've just nailed it. <laughs> so that's exactly <laughs> that's exactly the the process. So um, it's done with um, sustainable um, wood. So I think a lot of time it's from it's either rosewood or sometimes it's hail wood. So yeah, so um, the designs are intricately carved onto the wooden blocks, and then yes, they are dipped into the dyes, and then they're transferred onto the the fabric. So it's it's a very simple process, but it's very laborious and very um, it's it's time in- intensive as well. Mm. Like it takes like you know they usually work with six meters of fabrics at one go, and that six week that six meters could take um, up to three weeks to wow. complete. Yeah. Wow. I think it's so beautiful what you're doing because with just the way the world is now, we don't have enough of that, that history and that rich culture and those things that are made with just pure gifts and art. And to bring that into especially the homes of moms who are then just really creating that foundation for their kids to understand that type of product and that type of experience, I think is such a beautiful thing. Thank you. When a business can make it easy for a mom to make a no brainer decision like that, to, to have that type of product makes it so easy because as moms, as you know, it's just, we don't have a lot of time and effort to, to always do the research or make that conscious decision. Sometimes it has to be like the first thing we see or a a complete impulsive buy out of necessity. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think it sort of defies trends as well. I mean, there's nothing wrong in following trends, but this is a different concept. And I guess you, you really have to embrace this type of a movement or a process to really understand what this product is about um, and, and I guess it's only for like a selective group of people. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and I'm, and I'm, and I'm okay with that. Like I'm, I'm embracing that as well. Like your product won't be appealing or it won't be um, something that everyone would want to buy because, mm-hmm. you know, it's just, there is a concept to be understood. You know, you need to understand how the products are made and things like that. And like, you know, there's nothing wrong with shopping in, in Kmart or Target. That's just a different kind of audience. So I guess that's, that's something that I have to be, or we all have to be mindful of as well. Like, you know, yeah. yes, it's going into the hands of moms, but you know, moms have different needs. They have different lifestyles. And so this is, this would appeal to a selective niche audience, but you know, it, it might not be something that would resonate with someone else. And I'm, and I'm completely in, in tune with that. 
and I embrace that. And I think that's only natural because that's, that's the way the business works. Yeah. I think it's just an overarching lesson for life in general, though, when you can truly own the gifts and the crafts that you have yeah. You're you're not for everyone. And especially yeah. when, especially with mindfulness and spirituality and living life more consciously, that's not for everyone either. Yes, that's right. Yes. How has working on your mindset and especially as an entrepreneur and having to truly understand the roots of it all and having the the foundation for a mindset that is going to help you be successful, how has that trickled down into your role as a mother? So that has definitely made me a lot more mindful in my parenting decisions as well. And it has made me understand that I have to model the best behavior for my child as well or my children. Um, so, you know, working on my mindset means I'm learning to be more still, I'm learning to gain a little bit more clarity and all of this, you know, all of this just encompasses into, um, a sort of a holistic way for you to really parent your child. It just Mm -hmm. makes you, it just makes you, I guess it just makes you really conscious with your decisions that you make and really intentional as well. You're not just making, you're not just making decisions for the sake of it, but you really put a lot of thought into it. And you think about, you know, when you have, like when you yell at your kid or something, you know, you might think about, did I really have to do that? Because, you know, you take a step back and evaluate what you really just did. And yeah, it just makes you a lot more mindful and conscious of your decisions that you make. Before becoming a mother, did you have any aspects of mindfulness or spirituality in your life or did it completely shift after becoming a mother? It only completely shifted after I became a mom. Because I think it's very difficult to be mindful and spiritual when your entire life was, you know, premised on climbing the corporate ranks. Mm-hmm. So I, I found, you know, and that's a great question because I do think about that often. And I think actually before becoming a mom, I didn't have any spiritual practice. I wasn't mindful of my decisions. I was very fixated on a certain goal. But that goal is something that was conditioned by society. It was set by society for me. And it was something, yeah, it was something external that I identified with, but it wasn't my true self because that's when I realized that I could shift my mindset after becoming a mom. But before that, absolutely. Like, you know, I was just, I was just like everyone else. I just wanted mm-hmm. to get good grades, you know, get a great job, you know, climb the corporate ranks and be this executive or the, this corporate professional. But, um, yeah, definitely no mindfulness or spirituality in that process, I think. Was it was this a pressure or like a, a structure that you had put on yourself at a young age? Or was it something that your your parents had instilled within you or just your peers? Where did that need to like be successful and climb the corporate ladder? Where did that come from? So it definitely didn't come from my parents. My parents are actually quite spiritual, ironically. So it didn't actually come from them, but I would say just came from generic society, you know, just comparing yourself with your peers Mm. and, um, you know, just, yeah, just seeing how everyone is going about their lives. You know, pretty much a lot of people are just going on autopilot. You know, they just, they just do their nine to five. They just go to work, they pay the bills. Um, yeah. So all of that just sort of came from just this external conditioning, I guess. So there wasn't any pressure. I wouldn't say that as a, there wasn't any pressure from someone or an environment, but I just felt like I had to put the pressure on myself right? because of what, you know, what I was exposed to. Like, you know, I had seen society be this way and I felt like, you know, yeah, I know this is what it should be. You know, um, I should get a good job and I should just climb the corporate ranks. And 
you know, get great um, wages. And yeah, just like I thought that was life for me. Has your relationship with your parents changed or can you relate to them differently now that you live more consciously and are more mindful and spiritual? Definitely, because now I sort of understand what parenthood really means. So before I had children, I didn't see eye to eye on a lot of things with my parents. So even though they were really spiritual, um, I felt like I couldn't relate to them on a lot of things. My parents were my parents were very sweet. They were not confrontational. They accepted a lot of things as it is. And um, that was something that I couldn't accept back then. I was just quite fiery and I felt like I, you know, I needed to stand my ground and things like that. But now it's different. Now I always take a step back and evaluate whether, you know, how or what my, how or why my parents had made a certain decision or why did they make this decision when we were children um, and things like that. I can really see it from their perspective now, now that I'm a parent myself and I'm more mindful and conscious of my decisions. I think I can understand where they were coming from when they made certain decisions. Were they very spiritual in the way that they raised you? Um, yes, they were very spiritual, but I think their spirituality was very fixated on just one premise. So they were just, they prayed to God mm. and that was basically their spiritual practice. Interesting. But I wouldn't, yeah. So I wouldn't, like, I didn't think that my parents worked on their mindset or anything like that. Um, I just felt like they were just really religious and their spirituality was just, was just rooted in religion. Got but I, I, yeah, but I, I felt like, you know, um, there were a lot of issues that, you know, that they didn't think about actively or consciously do because they just didn't have the mindset. Like my dad's an engineer and he pretty much did the same thing as well. Like, you know, he went to the uni and he had great grades and, um, yeah, and he, got a great job and he went to work and yeah so like you know he worked his whole life on autopilot even though he was a really religious person you know he just didn't actively think about a lot of things that's interesting i i love how there's just so many different ways that we can be spiritual yeah um whether it's mindset focused or religion focused and it's just it's interesting to me that the term spirituality makes so many people say "Ugh, that's not me but so many of us mm. are connected in some way to something that we believe in absolutely yes has being more connected to the textiles that are made in india and connecting to your indian roots has that shifted any different aspects of spirituality within you I think it has because it has made me realize that there's nothing wrong in going back to basics. Mm-hmm. You know, the world, the world is rooted in a lot of material possessions where we feel like, you know, there is this, this overpowering need for consumption. You know, we've got to get the latest stuff. We've got to get the latest things and, you know, fashion, this and that. But I feel like, you know, once, um, you know, once I learned about the craft of the textiles, and the way it's produced, I realized that there's nothing wrong in going back to basics. You know, I have learned that I don't need heavy machinery or large factories or mass volumes to craft my products. You know, that's not, that's not the, the, you know, the be all and the end all of consumption. And all I need is a pair of willing hands. That's all I need to craft these products. Mm. And so that's, I think that has, that has definitely shifted my focus a little bit, you know, on, you know, from, from something um, 
yeah, I would say that has focused my that that has focused my intention and energy in terms of spirituality. When you feel like you know, it's all about connecting back to to just basics. Yeah, so much of it is about connection. When you were were you consciously searching out a certain type of textile factory or workers or art form, or did this did you kind of just happen to fall upon this certain place? Definitely the latter. Just, I just just happened to fall upon this particular place. I chanced upon it because I decided to Google sustainable textiles when I was um, frustrated that I couldn't find any in generic stores. And um, yeah, and and all these amazing fair trade workshop names came up, and one this one that we particularly worked with that definitely stood out because I just felt like they were really transparent in their practices. And, um, you know, they were just really upfront and very informative about a lot of things. And yeah, and then I decided to have an interview with them. You know, I thought I'll interview them on a few questions and they answered all of the, you know, they responded brilliantly. They, they were really happy with, um, you know, with the way their practice was going. They were happy with my questions. They didn't feel like anything was icky or they didn't feel anything was awkward. Um, and they've got an open door policy as well. So whereby anyone can pretty much you know, drop in unannounced to have a tour of their factory or not factory, sorry, the tour of their workshop. And, um, yeah, so, you know, it's like, I just felt like all of these traits were really admirable and, um, yeah, I decided to start partnering with them and working with them. Wow. I love when things like that happen, that they yes. just kind of all align in the perfect way to truly make your vision and the need and your why come to life. Yes, that's right. Yeah, I love it. It's, it's sort of like that in itself, I think, is a spiritual practice because yeah. sometimes, sometimes you know, you, it's, it's, I think spirituality is about not forcing an outcome or not manipulating an outcome. It's about just letting things flow naturally and, you know, it's just about setting that intention, telling the universe, look, this is what I want. I want to find a workshop that does sustainable textiles. And instead of you forcing a particular outcome, it just sort of comes to you. It jumps out at you, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no, I completely agree with that. And I think that's one of the, it's such a simple concept, but it's really hard to do. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that letting go and that trusting that you're going to stumble upon the right thing and that it's going to be the right thing for you and what you need and having that full trust in letting go, I think is such a beautiful thing of the way that we're all connected in everything, but so hard for us to do as humans. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, because, you know, as humans, I think it's hard for us to relinquish control like we feel like we need to control the situation, control the outcome, but we just don't realize that there's so much out there that we can't control, but there is a lot that we can still control. So we can control our emotions. We can control our responses to certain things, our reactions, our thoughts, our feelings, our actions. But, you know, we sort of like, we steer away from that. And then we look at more of the external things. How can I control an external outcome? Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, so I think that's part of spirituality as well, where we actually sort of come back from that and realize that, you know, there is a lot that we can't control, but at the same time, there is a lot that we can control within ourselves. And I think when we change that perspective, things just start happening naturally. I agree. It's yeah, yeah that delicate balance of the internal and the external. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's such a, it's such a hard thing. And I just keep thinking, it's just so interesting that you, before motherhood, I mean, it just goes to show what a, a powerful shift, like having so much space for another human can bring. And yeah. just keep thinking about how you said that you, you had no, I, you had no interest in it, no conscious, yeah. no conscious effort to put towards mindfulness or mindset at all. Yeah. And it's just, I think it goes to show just how powerful when we are on the other side of motherhood and then have this why and see this need for change and to make the yeah. world a better place, how that can just, it, everything kind of aligns. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, it's, I I love hearing other women's stories of their why because we, I think for many of us, especially who become entrepreneurs after becoming yeah. moms, our why is our kids. Children, yeah, exactly. Or right. yeah. making the world a better place for our kids, or yeah. finding better options for our kids, and so much of it, or supporting mothers who then, as a ripple effect, are supporting children. And yeah. it's just such a beautiful thing to see, especially now as this wave of conscious motherhood and conscious parenting and just conscious women who are making these changes and showing up to make the world a better place. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. So tell me, what is on your spiritual bucket list? I guess on my spiritual bucket list is traveling to different parts of the world and experiencing different cultures and connecting with um, a lot of my followers as well. That I, you know, I formed an amazing, authentic relationship with so many of my followers, you know, including like yourself, Lena. So, you know, I think to me, spirituality is not particularly about meditation or religion or anything fixated. I think it's more about connecting with the different chakras in your body. And listening intuitively to what it exactly is saying. Cause, and that sometimes doesn't happen through meditation. I think it happens through life experiences and, you know, just the different things that happen in your life, you know, that like, you know, for instance, motherhood, that didn't come from meditation. It just came from a process, you know, like when I shifted my mindset because of motherhood, it just, you know, I just became a different person in a day. I just woke up one day and I, and I thought to myself, I'm a mom now. I have to actually look after this woman, uh, sorry, this human. And um, yeah, so that made a huge difference for me. So I, I just feel like, you know, what's on my spiritual bucket list is really traveling to different parts of the world and, and just connecting with different cultures and different people. That's, that's on my spiritual bucket list. I think it's so important that you said that because it's really easy to fall into that trap that spirituality is one thing and it has kind of a strict rule book and that if you don't follow it, then you're not spiritual. But I love, I love so much that you said it's about connection because I agree because it reminds us that we are all kind of having a universal experience and are much more connected than we realize. And isn't that the truth of like love and compassion is the highest frequency of all so isn't the root of that being connected absolutely totally agree with that I that's one thing I've been trying to do throughout this platform is kind of break down that stigma of what spirituality is and I agree that I think the biggest changes don't come from the meditations or the or the yoga and while Mm. they can help kind of fuel that transformation I think it comes from when we're just being and we make that exactly. conscious decision to sh- to show up and to make that change. Because I love so much that you said you just you just woke up and you made that decision. And we all yeah. have that power to make that decision. Absolutely. That's right. Yes. All it does is just 
all it takes is just one thought or just one experience to realize that your entire life is now going on a different trajectory. Yeah. It takes a lot of courage to make that decision and then actually commit to it though. Yes, that's right. Yes. Yeah. Because I know plenty of people who are like, oh, I, I know I need to do this, but do they do it? No. Yeah. <laughs> they sort of fall back into that comfort zone. I think that that's what that you know stops them. You know, they start having subconscious blocks or limitations about themselves. And then they just sort of fall back into this pattern to say, yep, you know, I can't do it because you know, this is a person that I've always been. These are my limitations. I can't actually jump out of that. So, and that's, you know, that's really sad because that's spirituality as well to actually awaken one day and realize you are so capable. You have so much of potential to offer something to this world, to your children. But a lot of, I think a lot of moms, they, um, they don't realize the potential that they have. They get stuck in this, in these, um, sometimes negative patterns. And it just becomes, you know, a vicious cycle. It just, you know, keeps going on and on and on. And they don't realize that they can actually, they have the power to actually step away from it and, you know, just be themselves, you know, instead of actually, you know, being someone else or being conditioned to some other, um, you know, to some other rule or anything like that. So, yeah, so I think... um yeah, I think, you know, I think everyone has the power to to be who they really want to be. When when you're make when you're growing and you are transitioning and breaking out of those comfort zones, do you have anything that really helps you that, that helps make the transition and that uncomfortable feeling easier or do you just kind of dive in head first? I just sort of dive in head first because I've always followed the mantra of courage is going in the direction of your fears. And um, it can be a little bit, I think, daunting at first to follow something like that because people think courage is about being fearless. I don't think that's that at all. I think courage is about being fearful and still going ahead anyway with whatever you're choosing or whatever you're intending. So I've always, and that has really helped me because I think courage is just about showing up, you know, despite your vulnerabilities, um, you know, and your fears and, you know, your limitations. And and that has really helped me, you know, sort of transition my mindset and step into a different transformation. Because if doing something positive, like showing up in, in a real visible way terrifies you, then that's exactly what you should be doing. You know, I feel like that's my sign, like that terrifies me. But you know what, I think that's my message to really go out and do it. And that's, you know, that's how I get my um, I guess like that's how I get my clarity to really step into that space of um, of transformation. I think that that's such an empowerful, uh, empowerful. I just created a new word. Um, I think <laughs> <laughs> that's such a powerful statement that going in the direction of your fears, because I think yeah. you're you're absolutely right that if it scares us. That means yes. it's uncomfortable and unknown, but that's where the growth happens. Well, it's been such a pleasure having you on this podcast. Oh, thank you so much, Lena. I really do appreciate that. Of course. And as you know, I like to end with wise words for anyone listening who needs that extra encouragement today to show up, feel the fear and do it anyway. So yeah. what are your wise words to end on? Absolutely. You know, you like you already know everything that's happening in your comfort zone. Like you, you know, what's going to happen. 
you know, this is what you've been doing all along. But if you step into that uncharted territory, there's so much of potentials and possibilities in the horizon and, you know, so much for you to look at, you know, like, like we might always ask this question, what if it doesn't work? But then you should also ask, what if it does? And and that's when I feel like, you know, it's, there's so much waiting for us if we just keep going um, and stepping out of that comfort zone. Thank you for listening to Enlightenhood. For more wisdom from spiritual mamas like you in the form of guided meditations, videos, articles, masterclasses, and more, check us out at enlightenhood.com or connect with us on Instagram at enlightenhood. If you need a tribe of like-minded women to dive into personal and spiritual development with, check out our monthly membership where we show up, go inward and upward together. Enroll today at enlightenhood.com backslash membership for less than the cost of a yoga class. Until next time, you mindful mamas. Thank you.